All right, we're back on the podcast scene today, Mo. Uh, we have a very special guest in the studio. We'll be back after our favorite podcast. But I heard it on a podcast. Nah, but I heard it on a podcast. What you know about craft beer? You were drinking Bud Lights last year. But I heard it on a podcast. Nah, but I heard it on a podcast. What you know about craft beer? You were drinking Bud Lights last year. I want a showboat. But I gotta go, bro. Got a cooler in the cellar full of trillion beers. Yeah, I'm talking a boatload. Never in a million years. Would I ever drink a Michelob? Oh no. They might have brewed this beer from elephant feces. Hmm. What an elegant species. Hey, you better get me, please. Another weird beer. Make it real clear. Noob said to have it. Smooth on the palate, but super hoppy. The ABV turned loose to choppy. The way we drink is a little bit reckless. Yes, but I never left Ben's when he cracking open the cold one from the vault wall to wall. Don't spill at all. You're listening to the new podcast if you like to wait two hours for one growler you come to the right place and if you need someone to mule your beers mo's wife will do it with a baby in her stomach now that's commitment and that's the difference between ben mo and you so up your vocabulary and grab a beer because this is noobed correct noobed this is noobed this is noobed this is noobed Episode 37, Mo, back on the podcast side. Yeah. I'm your host, Boston Beer Benny. To my left, co-host Mo Fortin. Uh, and to my right, very special guest. He's filled in for us before, Todd Dersham. Todd, how you doing? I'm doing pretty well. Thanks for having me. Mo, how you doing? Living the dream, man. Great. Should uh, should be a good show. We got some cool stuff to talk about. Yep. Three-man team. Uh, you know, who knows how that's going to go. The Holy Triumvirate back in Ashton. Yep. Uh, I have a great tap list for you tonight. We'll run down it real quick. We're going to do local releases and what are you drinking to start. Local distro update. Feels like we're doing this every week. Yeah, That's we have to. Great news. Uh, playoff predictions, a little segment we're going to do about where we think the Boston teams will fall in this week's playoffs and kind of some bold predictions in the beer world in New England this this uh, year as well. This summer, let's say, not year, but... Um, upcoming beer events, great segment. We did this last year, and we have a ton of them that just got released. And we'll end, as always, with Shelfer of the Week. I'm sure we'll shuffle in some other nonsense in there. But let's start it off with, guys, what are you drinking? Uh, we got Tendril in the glass, but I really feel like this should be Todd's segment since he brought most of the beer. So Yeah, Todd, what'd you bring? Uh, well, I got the Perm 30, so that was only available in the Growlers. Okay. So I was able to, uh, I brought that over. The wife wasn't extremely happy I was bringing that because she hadn't had any yet. We haven't popped it. Is she ever happy, Todd? <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Trick questions. Podcast not, form. Not she if I'm she drinking, is always happy. Not, not if I'm drinking beer and she's not. Yeah, that's so, a good point. Um, I got a couple of cans. I brought the Vic Secret Four Point. Um, Lovely. Sour from Four Quarters. KDA from Proc. Yeah. Um, and then the Black Metal. I'm really excited to try the Four Point Vic Secret because... When I had it, we really didn't know what the Vic Secret was all about. Right. And since then, so many beers have come out with Vic Secret, I'm excited to see. To come back to it. To, kind yeah, of to circle, circle back and be like, now I know what I'm looking for. Yeah. You know? I remember Which being really about. good the first time. I do but... too, but that was the night that Cam came over. And that was a, <laughs> yeah, that was a rough. litany. That was a litany <laughs> yep. of beers. I mean, I could have been drinking tap water at that point. Yep. Well, you might have been, got, might what do you got tonight? Well, if your wife's mad Todd, about the Perm 30, she's probably going to be more mad about the green, very green. Because this has been, I don't, what, are the, what is the date on this? 
The very green is from January, so like we really have to drink that. I feel yeah. like Let's or, otherwise it becomes a science experiment. So oh. I yeah. feel like that's got to go. I'm just gonna ask if you have an extra room that I can stay in tonight. <laughs> if yeah. I go back and tell her that that happened, then we converted Viera's room into the baby room, but we got couches everywhere. So yeah, I have uh, I have some Melvin two by four which I found on the shelf. The tendril you have in front of you, which is exciting. Oh. Um, I also brought a KDA, and did I bring anything cool? I brought a big secret uh, derivative. Oh, nice! So that would be that would be good to match up to yeah, as well. That's cool. So we'll get into that later on. That might be an off-air thing, but maybe. Um, that kind of leads me into our local releases segment. Proclamation came out with KDA this week, guys. Double IPA, eight point eight percent. I there's no details at all on the can, but on Untapped, it's called Kill Death Assist. Okay. You guys know the story behind this at all? That heard. sounds like a you know like a video game thing. Like yeah. With Crit and Craig always talking about Fortnite, they're always talking about yeah. that KD, like their uh, kill death. Um, I don't even want to get into Fortnite. I, don't I, even get me started. Dude, I think it, it's probably like a Call of Duty reference. I wouldn't be surprised. Like assist meaning like you shot the guy first and somebody else swept in and killed him. Yeah. So, uh, I've had it before and we will try it here later on in the show. Uh, maybe not on air, but uh, after air, either way. Uh, very subtle, very soft. It kind of reminds me of a Finback IPA, I was saying in a, yep. to some guys. I thought it was very, very subtle, uh, which is interesting. 8.8%, it hides it very, very well. Now, Trillium, who we talk about, seems like every week. Every week. Put out a couple of uh, star highlights again. Blackberry Faded Farmer. Uh, Todd, you've collected just about every one of these, I have, right? I do have one of each. Yes, so one far. of every one. That's very impressive. They did uh, the big beer uh, that we didn't mention. We did mention on the radio show, I think, last week. Macaroon, the mm-hmm. Veil collab. Yep. Um, a coconut a coconut enhanced yeah. stout. Uh, what, what was the deal with it? Um, I think it was just aged with coconuts or brewed with coconuts. Yeah. Um, and not really my cup of tea, per se. I would have went but yeah. it was kind of like did, man. did you try choir boys uh yeah I that one was okay that one was that was different though choir boys coconut Very IPA different. out of the half i i love that beer i thought it was really i think coconut's a really good flavor because you can kind of get a natural coconut flavor in beer without it being like super artificial i understand the artificial yeah. coconut flavor is kind of gross and yeah it comes into that parrot spay flavor that we used to have yeah oh, yeah. But, <laughs> yep. um yeah, so another another pastry stout by by Trillium, this time with the veil, which is interesting. Maybe they'll do another one with the veil like they did too with right. with Jay That Wakefield. would be the assumption. And uh, Black Metal was the last one they put out, which is their metal double IPA, but they did it as a black IPA. I'm guessing that's what it is. Yep. Um, black IPA, small. Well, we've been talking about it for a while. We have. New trend. The, uh, the, the joke around the internet is that you know, people are just like, oh, I'm not a black IPA guy, yeah. and they're not going to like this one. The other joke that I saw a lot of was, you can't technically have a black IPA because <laughs> IPA is India Pale Ale, so how can a beer be both black and pale? It's like, guys, let's just let's yeah. just settle down, and then yeah. if it's a good beer, drink it. I don't really care what color it is. And it's from Trillium, so it's probably a very good beer. Yeah, yeah. I mean, what was that perm number they did with the black? They did a black IPA in the perm series, right? We had a. I we have, it was this really is twenty seven that, that you have down here. We, okay. I think it was twenty. It might have been twenty eight. Okay, that was yeah. Really that, good. that was one of the bottles that they had on that cellar Sunday, right? It was twenty eight. No, that was that was a stout. 
That, that was okay, okay. Was but they did a they did, they did an did. earlier number. Hmm. Uh, I remember we watched the open at Todd's house. Oh, he had the black IPA. I thought it was very good. Shoot, yeah, I, I, don't, I like I, can't I like black IPAs. I think it's a nice change of pace from what you always get. Yeah. Um, it was twenty six. Was the black IPA twenty six? The black IPA from Trillium. So they're clearly trying to hone their craft uh, with the black IPA. Something not a lot of companies are doing too. So I think um, I think it's a good thing to to get a hold of. And the big news, probably the biggest news out of New England, uh, believe it or not, bigger than the Trillium Vale collab, uh, the Anne uh, Hill Farmstead release. Anne is a honey saison. It's actually their beer Anna. Their base beer, and aged in white wine barrels. Uh, they said a single digit of all barrel-aged Anna makes it to Anne, mm. which is kind of crazy. They said this one started five years ago. Uh, the rest of the Anna, which I found interesting, blended into civil disobedience. Yep. I find that, like, very strange. I wonder, like, I mean, how long, did they say how long they've been brewing this? They this said like five the, years. Okay. So, do you think it, like, started by accident? Where they would just like they took a certain bit and just started experimenting with it or something, and they created this beer. You know, there's some, they're they're out there, man. Because they mean, say they it's do... like, they said it was like some funky combination of yeast and blah blah blah. Make this beer what it is. Yeah. They had like a really weird description, kind of made it sound like it was born from either an accident or just like experimental. That's stuff. possible. I mean, Anna's very good beer, and aged in white wine barrels is something unique. I personally am not a huge fan of like the dialed in series. Well, I like the dialed in series. All, it's all like wine infused yeah, grapes yeah. and I, all that stuff. I enjoy them. I I know everybody does. I, I'm just that's just not my not okay. my taste yeah, buds. Well. Um, this Mo did tell me before coming on air, three seventy five milliliter bottles while they're available for on site consumption only. Yeah, I can't imagine those lasted very long. No, I mean, the brewery's I, probably, probably flooded. I can't either, um, but on-air consumption only. It's a beautiful facility if you get out there to drink. I haven't personally been there, but I've, I've heard it's great. I'd and love I, to go. I we should have been there. I'll probably it's, be there this summer. You start traveling down a dirt road, like, so don't get concerned, yeah. and then you're there. And it's it's fantastic. And oh, it just wow. overlooks, like, a little, like, hill. You can see there's a good view. It is a great place. Nice. Mm-hmm. On top of the place, and I heard... They like kind of limit what you can drink, but they, wink it or nod, they really don't. Uh, we didn't get that far into it. We were touring back to Burlington, so. Jeez. They always. I mean, come on, I, come on. They I always have it. a ton. I grabbed of my stuff and you know had a few and <laughs> took off. My they wife was have awful. A ton of she was options. also pregnant at the time, so. You guys got any uh, notes on local releases at all? Anything you've heard about coming out or? Anything you want to cover? Um, there was a shortage of proclamation that came out to the market this week. Shortage? Yeah, there wasn't the same keg allotments. Um, the only beers that were available were uh, Bros and one other one. I can't remember what it was. Maybe Tendril, but okay. they didn't have any of the derivatives. They didn't have. Um, they didn't have. What was the other one that they've been? When having? you say out to the market, you mean to bars and bars? Yeah, bars, bars and liquor stores. Um, so you'll probably see some more of the tendril on shelves, maybe at Barry's again. Yeah. Um, okay. But not a whole lot of options. I kind of thought they'd be expanding that, you know, like trending in the direction of getting more. Yeah. Maybe just of their cores, like maybe picking like three or four. Yeah. You know, tendril, Ethereus, a derivative, and you know maybe something else. I mean, and that, having that go to the market, but that's a pretty good blend uh, into the next segment, which is local distro update. Uh, 
out at a local liquor store this past weekend. It was my birthday weekend. Don't remember a ton about it, <laughs> uh, but I did go out to a local liquor store on Friday, pick up some stuff, walked in, tendril on the bottom shelf. Mo gave me the heads up for that. Yep. Got a Melvin 2x4 and a Golden Nugget from Toplin Goliath. Cashed out about 50 bones. Yep. Um, I mean, does it get much better than that at liquor stores, guys? Or? No. That Golden Nugget was legit. That, that, that was, was a really good really, beer. Really, really good beer. And I, I thought it was it was great. I don't know how fresh it was. I didn't really get a chance to look at it. I, tried I didn't it even so look. Fast. Yeah. <laughs> um, other news, cans of uh, pseudo Sioux have been spotted all over the place. Uh, pass guest co-host of the show colin picked up a case of the pseudo sue also supo suma seen on shelves on instagram on in new jersey i know that might be a little tough to follow but i saw it on instagram somebody picked it up on a new jersey liquor run which is kind of cool i didn't know that was coming out this way yeah i haven't seen that one yet um, i also didn't know golden nugget was coming out this no way. i hadn't heard that either um, I know that King Sue is out there somewhere. Yeah, it is. There's bottles of those that pop up from time to time. Yeah. Um, and a lot of stores that do carry the Toppling Goliath will have the, the shelf tag that says it's there, but it's not actually there. Yeah. Because they must sell out pretty quick. But yeah. But I'd definitely pick up a bottle of that if I saw it. So what I wanted to lead, just to circle back to get to the proclamation point, do you think that Tendril is put out by proclamation because it's one of their most cost-efficient beers to make? Or do you think it just happened to be like a popularity contest and hmm. that was a beer that won? I mean, what do you... It makes sense that for them to mass produce a beer that costs uh, adequate for them to make that they can still make margin on. Yeah. Giving a wholesale price. It could be that or it could be just the fact that it's very kind of representative of all of their IPAs. Could be. Like it's kind of like a baseline. Like some of the other ones are a little fruitier, you know, a little juicier. Some of them are a little harsher some of them are a little lighter this one's kind of like right in the middle of the road yeah i think it does have some fruitiness but it has some bitterness too it's kind of like for me it's like a baseline beer is it the best beer they make no not no, by a long it, shot it is but good it's a it's great a, it's a good beer yeah. um and I, I i would pick it up on the shelves every time i saw it yeah uh a lot of good ciders coming out too we'll get to later on in the show absolutely uh, but a lot of good ciders coming out this time of year spring has sprung beer wise uh, and I'm very excited to get into some of the summer IPAs and the big, big fruity bombs. Uh, enjoying my toes in the sand. Oh, salt water washing over me. I can't wait. <laughs> I really can't wait. Uh, anything else you guys saw on the shelf? Saw a ton of Melvin. Yep. I saw um, some pretty cool Two Roads beers coming out uh, that have been on the shelves. I also saw. What am I trying to... Oh, a lot of Evil Twin lately, mm. which has been pretty popular, yep. uh, but I've seen, I've seen a lot more of it lately. I feel like, yeah, it has a spot in most coolers now, and uh, Barry's usually has that IPA, that Lost Souls, yeah. um, and they have a couple other like random like stouts and stuff in the cooler, so that's definitely a beer that you can buy with confidence, I feel like, most of the time. Most yeah. of that stuff is pretty pretty legit. And to go back to the, the Vail Macaroon uh, collab quickly... One of the uh, talking points on one of the Rhode Island craft beer forums, I don't know if you've seen this, that people go crazy and wait in line for this this Vail uh, collab, but they won't drink barrel-aged clown shoes on the shelf. Oh, I did see that. It's, it's just as good. Like, it's, I don't know. It's unreal. I the can't. The things people will talk about. 
I can't. Like, you're not going to sit there and tell me that Clown Shoes makes beer that's just as good as the Vale or Trillium. You, you just can't do it. I don't, I don't know if any one of their beers is equal. I, I just don't see in my mind them being, like, comparable in, like, not even, like, maybe just how good they may taste, yeah, but I just, I, I just, it. I would never be able to compare those two different beers, right. but... I think the thing that yeah. I, that alarms so me about Clown Shoes is they, they can't even put their own eggs in one basket. They, they put out so much beer that, like, they can't even sit down and be like, this is a good beer that we're gonna, we're gonna duplicate over and over and over. Yeah. They just put out 15, 20 beers, all on the shelf, everyone. I mean, that's not entirely dissimilar to Sam Adams' business model. Yeah. I mean, Sam Adams didn't flood, yeah. didn't... Business-wise, I'm not saying it's just a bad Just flooded the market with 300 different varieties of beer. Yeah. None of which are very good, but they're all relatively good. Yeah. And they're just good enough to make the shelves, and... I mean, I, I kind of feel like that's what they were trying to do for a while. Because their beer is pretty well distributed for us relatively small brewery yeah at least in this area i mean yeah uh, i mean hey i guess i haven't had a ton of barrel aged cloud shoe stuff so i can't really No, because i don't buy it <laughs> no i mean i wouldn't because it's been room temperature for like three and a half years that's what i mean shows. too like you don't even know what you're getting into <laughs> yeah um, and it's not it's not super cheap beer like if that was like a barrel aged for like yeah that's another seven idea. bucks a bottle or something like right. yeah i would buy a lot more of that and I probably would have tried it by accident at some point. Yeah. But the fact that it's like 18, 19 bucks, I'm like, I just, I can't justify it. Yeah. I, I would agree. So that was our local releases and uh, local distro update. Uh, now we want to get into uh, playoff predictions. I, I came up with this. I kind of wanted to tie in some of the local sports happenings. Both we have the Celtics and the Bruins in the playoffs. I wanted to tie that into the beer world any way I could. Yep. Uh, so we wanted to go in with some predictions of where we think the Celtics and the Bruins will end up, as well as two bold predictions about New England beer in the upcoming months, the spring and the summer. Um, who would like to start? Anybody want to start? How would you like to start, too? Would you like to start with the Celtics and Bruins? What are you thinking? Let's roll with the Celtics first. Right. Let's right. start there. Todd, you can kick us off, and then I'll, I'll, I'll weigh in after yeah, you. Yeah, start us out with the Celtics, and uh, we'll go from there. All right. So, so for those listening, to set up the bracket, uh, the Celtics with the Bucks could play the winner of the Sixers and the Heat next. Um, I think they, I think they actually got a good chance to go into the finals over in this side of the bracket. The the whole finals and no, finals? well, oh, potentially, yeah, but okay. they're getting getting to their conference finals. Okay. Um, I see that pretty easily. Um, but but I don't know. I see the Raptors really on a mission. Yeah. Um, but. I mean, I th- you know I don't want to talk down about the Celtics, but I'm also <laughs> okay. want to be real, you know, like give us a, uh, give us a I would say maybe just get to the conference finals and they go, maybe they take them six against the Raptors. Yeah. All right, all right. Lose to the Raptors in six. All right, yeah. what do you got, Mo? I mean, I want to be optimistic too because I do like this team. Yeah. I've watched. I mean, I haven't watched a whole lot of basketball this year, but with a team like I mean I was really excited to watch them with Gordon Hayward to see like what that team was going to be yeah. and of course we all lost that in the first 20 minutes of the season Destroyed. so you know you still got to see something cool you got to see some people get some minutes that you know weren't going to get as many minutes and this is a fun team to watch that being said I think they beat Drew Bledsoe and the Bucks in six games. True Bledsoe. True Bledsoe. He needed a transfusion. Yep. yep. <laughs> I think they beat them in six because uh, I think the Bucks are going to win a couple here. But I don't see them getting past the Sixers. Really? If I'm just the being Sixers? realistic. Now, I think the Sixers knock them off. See, I think the Sixers suck. Personally, I think the Sixers would probably opinion. take this team in like five or six games. 
Oh, oh. my God. Well, I just don't see it. That's embarrassing. The Sixers have to win their first series. Let's just be honest. Yep. But, but I mean, if Rogier keeps playing out of his mind, like, well beyond his, mind, his means. Very yeah. within his means. Well, <laughs> is it, though? I mean, he's a good player, but... I, I think the Celtics have the beauty of surprise. I, I think Definitely. they they are kind of the the sum of all their parts now. You know what I mean? It, mm-hmm. It's they're better than they are individually. I think Horford has played pretty good. Morris has been so good. Yeah. Like lately, just a defensive spark. With that being yeah. said, I think they will beat the Bucks. I think they will probably take Philly in seven. And I, I think they lose in five games in the Eastern Conference Finals to Toronto. So you think Toronto's that I do good. think Toronto. I okay. think Toronto's going to be uh, Cleveland, if I had to guess. I mean, it could obviously be Cleveland. It has yeah. been for a million years. But right. I, I could see Toronto going to the finals. I'd love to see losing. LeBron get slapped in the mouth, though, preferably first round. That would be fantastic. That, that, would, be great. that would be great. But uh, he, he's not going to lose to the Pacers, I don't think. Uh, I, I think he'll probably score like 50 again. That would be amazing. Yeah. Um, so let's follow that up uh, with one big, bold beer prediction. One of your two big, bold beer predictions. Tom, what do you got? Uh, I think, I don't know if it's so much a prediction as it is, like, I want to, I want to, I would like to see it. Okay. I'd like to see uh, the breweries, because they can put these, like, really good recipes together and just pump out some beer, you know, kind of like a trillium and maybe it becomes a staple every summer, but... Uh, I'd like to see like people get some really flavorful sessions going. Okay. You know, especially with the summer, like um, Ben's jam. Ben yeah, I love sessions this. too. Like I love Little Heaven. Like yeah. I, I know it's two rows and stuff, but I, I would like to see something like that because these double IPAs just don't sit well in the sun. Well, that's <laughs> true. Not, not that's in my body. <laughs> Tom, let me enlighten you to my first uh, beer prediction. Bold beer prediction. We will see a run of beers under four percent. Uh, yep. That was my first beer prediction written down. I've said it to Mo on yep. the radio show. And we have I believe talked, so. that this is the way that breweries are going. They're trying to stick out with high horsepower beers. They're trying to stick out with low horsepower beers. And the middle is, is dead now. Hmm. Just my opinion with the soft serve coming out from Gun Hill. Uh, Omnipolo talking about some low percentage stuff. I think other, other beers will follow. Sprout from Proclamation, which... They've had for a long time, but I, I think other beers will follow, and I agree. Keep the calorie count low and keep some people drinking yeah. for a little I more. Get, I get, like, the four, five, six range. I mean, six is, I mean, that's kind of getting up to, like, pale ale, IPA range yeah. anyways, but, like, four and five, I mean, I get. I guess I get that because that's, you know, that's a Bud Light, that's a Coors Light, like, that's, you know, you're going to have something light, but you want to try to achieve more flavor than that, you know, while still maintaining that 4 or 5%. It's the under 4 that I just don't get. Yeah. I mean, why would I... <laughs> why would I want... Why would I want to drink a beer that was 3%? I just... I don't know. I could drink 30 of those and not be drunk. Yeah, but what if it's I just agree. so flavorful, though? Yeah. I just look at, like... I mean, that's kind of the I mean, point. the 3% yeah. isn't... You know, maybe I'd like to, you know, hover 4 to 5, but... Yeah. Yeah, I'm just thinking something that's going to come with like a lot more flavor, so yeah. it's going to be like those days where... Why know. I really thought of it was when I went to New York over Christmas time, every bar had kombucha on tap. Kombucha, mm-hmm. super mm-hmm. low percentage alcohol, yeah. you know, in the 3% range. And uh, just kind of started as like, breweries are so over brewing beer, they're starting to brew almost artificial type beer with just stuffing anything into it. So I can see them them moving into that. 
Uh, Mo, what's your uh, bold prediction here? Number um, one. My first one, um, both of the Fall River breweries are opening up either in May, June, like that area. I think they're both going to kill it and become instant hits. Oh, And people are going to like head out there because it's close. Okay. It's going to be relatively good beer. It's going to be easy to get. And I think a lot of people are going to head up that way. Not just initially, because initially everybody will want to check them out. Yeah. Um, especially over the summer, canned heat in particular being right on the water. Yeah. Um, I think they're just going to kill it. And that, I don't know how bold that is, really, because Far River isn't really... They haven't had any breweries open for, what did you say, 60 years or yeah, something? 60 years. So, I mean, they need something like that. But I think both of them are just going to kill it. I think... I, I'm rooting for both of them. I mean, the better beer I can get closer to home That's what I mean. is, is great. Mm -hmm. I think Can Heat should do well. Stone, uh, with Stone in their resume, you know, the, what you said, the head brewer, yep. for Stone or in Stone, whatever. Um, I think that, that should do well regardless, quality-wise. Uh, I'm rooting for, for Troy City as well. I, I saw some promise in their, their Seven Hills IPA, and the stout was really, really good. Yeah. Uh, they just put out a Pilsner too, which yep. some of our fans love. I mean, maybe maybe they're listening. They probably aren't even listening. So if you like Pilsners, you probably aren't even listening to the podcast. <laughs> yeah. uh, you're so hipster. I, but, like, yeah, I, like, I like some Pilsners. Yeah, I I, you do love Pilsners, Todd. You, you know, I, I'm not a big Pilsner guy, but, yeah. but Todd does love a good Pilsner. Yeah. yeah. That's that light. That's that summer beer. You know, I mean, that is light. That is. That's percentage. the first. That's the first side of the coin. Second half, we got our Boston Bruins, beloved bees, yes. uh, going to town on the Maple Leafs. Actually, yeah, they just they gave one back. They gave one back. You know, give not... them to them respect. Fine. Um, Todd, where do you see the bees finishing up this year? Be yeah. honest. I like this team. Unfortunately, I haven't been able to watch it as much, but I like this team. It's so much different. I think we got a lot of horsepower. Um, it's tough. I I definitely oh man. Um I definitely think they're going to get by uh Toronto. Okay. Uh, um I think Tampa Bay is going to be tough. Yeah. Tampa Bay is going to be tough. Oh man, this is this is <laughs> this is so hard. Cuz my mind just wants to cuz like this is I really want to love this. I fell in love with hockey uh when they won the the first championship cuz I never watched it all my life. So my heart has like Boston just like kind of it's hard, it. like for segments, like <laughs> just like for things like this to get away from your biases. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, like, but I think the reality is, like Tampa Bay is just really good. Yeah. I think maybe they'll play them to seven and and hopefully just go into overtime and you know steal one? maybe steal one. Yeah. Steal a series. So, All right. So I'll let that go. Okay. And then I think if they if they continue on, um, I know there's some good teams over in the West, but I think they can put up a fight being uh, something different than what the West is used to. Okay. Um, so to at least get to the to the finals. Chance. Let's see. I'll have them uh, maybe like maybe losing six in all the way finals. to the finals. Oh my god, that's heartbreaking. I want. Oh, I, I can't know. do it. I can't do it with the Pats losing. I can't take it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, he's got the losing in the Cup finals in six. Mo, what do you got? Well, I think right now. I mean, we've been we've been pretty fortunate in in New England with our sports teams. I, I mean, we've very... seen. We've seen every major sports team win a championship. I'd say we've um, been strong to quite strong. And we have we have four teams that can contend for a championship. We can legitimately say that. Maybe yeah. the Celtics aren't quite there yet with who's on the court. Maybe they are. If who they knows? have the full roster, they are there. But I think everybody is capable. That being said, I think the Bruins very easily could become the Stanley Cup champions. Okay. So I, that's not a bold I prediction. I can see it. I can see not it. a bold prediction. I can see them winning the Stanley Cup this year. 
Um, I don't watch a whole lot of hockey if I'm just being honest. I, yeah. I you know, I watch a handful of games all year. Um, so I know the big names. Jess actually challenged me the other night. I was watching a Bruins game, and she said, what the hell are you doing? You can't name five guys. <laughs> I rattled off like ten guys. I was kind of surprised. Hey. Um, but Marshawn, Bergeron, Pasenak, probably the best line in hockey. Right, you have three dudes yeah. all scoring 30 goals. I mean, they don't have any problem putting points on the board. Um, some young guys on defense that have been really helping out. I, I think they could. I think they're gonna beat. Uh, they're gonna get by this first round. No, I don't think that's really gonna be a problem. Yeah. Um, the Lightning. I think they can beat them. I don't really know anybody on their team, if I'm being honest. Um, but I, I think they're going all the way. That's my that's my prediction. Stanley, Stanley Cup champions. Cup champions. And we'll, and I'll go to the parade if they win. Nice. I haven't nice. been to a. Bru- I didn't go to the Bruins parade, but I will go if they win. I'm a Bees fan, guys. I watch uh, after football season stops. I watch every Sunday. Uh, you know, the Bruins rivalry games. Um, I think they win this series easily in five, probably. And I think they get a bad draw in in uh, Tampa Bay and lose in the second round. Oh, man. I think they lose in seven in the second round. I think Tampa Bay is, is really good. And even if they don't beat Tampa Bay, I think Pittsburgh, I think Pittsburgh is going to go bad. I, I hate Pittsburgh. I hate them. With all my with all my heart, but I think they're gonna go back and they're gonna win again. Damn. Uh, which sucks, but I think they have too much youth on the team. But again, I mean, it's hockey; anything could happen. But that's the thing in hockey, more so than I think than in any other sport. Any team can beat any team once you get to the yeah, playoffs. Yeah, hundred percent. Like eight beating one, two beating seven, seven beating two. It's not that uncommon. Like you see it from time to time, and it's not even really that surprising in some instances. Yeah, I, I think just too much youth, and I I don't trust Tuca. I, I still don't, even with how good of a year he's had. Big moment after big moment, he he bows out every trust year. Issues. So, mm-hmm. uh, unfortunately, they lose second round and seven to the Lightning. But you know, case of right? Yeah, I mean, what are you gonna do? And uh, let's end this segment. With our second bold prediction of the playoffs, springtime, summertime, Todd, what do you got? Again, probably this might fit in the category of going light, but maybe shift over to uh, like um, fruity, flavorful Kolsch's. Kolsch. Okay. Track the Kolsch bomb on us. Yeah, I like that. That's a great summer style. Know, what what defines a Kolsch? To be honest. <laughs> it's a German, it's a German style. Hundred percent don't know. Yeah, I I know it's a German like it's a lighter beer. Yeah. Everyone says they signify like spring. Yeah, which is probably a traditional thing. But I I just don't know. Like I know what a Kolsch tastes like, but I couldn't tell you like exactly what it is. Uh, it's a German, it's a German style beer, top fermented, bright straw color hue. Beautiful. Yep, straw yellow hue. Sorry, I can't read. That narrows it down. But it uses uh, mainly Pilsner malt. Ah, uh, that's why Todd loves it. Yep. Now we Makes got sense. to the root of it. <laughs> we understand. <laughs> Makes sense. Uh, what do you got, Mo? Second, uh, second big bold prediction. Uh, I'm going to go out on a limb here. Love it. Treehouse on a liquor store shelf by the end of the summer. Oh, my goodness. Legally. <laughs> Legally, not that bootlegger with the freaking seven ninety nine stickers or whatever. Yeah. Treehouse on a liquor store shelf by the end of the summer. Wow. Probably yeah. one of like the bigger chains, I would guess. It's gonna be like an exclusive thing. They get on a liquor shelf. Legally they self distribute. That's that's a Babe Ruth pointing out to yep. the Ooh. outfield. I think they're Call ready for it. Shot. 
Like I was just talking uh, the other day that they're not brewing at full capacity still. You know, if they ramp that up even a little bit, I, you've seen the amount of beer that they've been putting out. It's like case on everything. Like, did I see that they're doing growlers again too? I did. I didn't see that yet, but that should be happening like any second. I'm if pretty it's not. sure that I saw that. I'm pretty sure I saw somebody say, "Nice to have growlers back." Oh, that'd be great. And and they were back doing growlers, which is outstanding. And I'm going to be up there shortly. Um, my prediction. I'm going super specific, guys. Trillium puts out another pastry stout. They call this one chocolate chip. Okay. Like this. And it is uh, with, they've gone with Jay Wakefield. They've gone with The Veil. This one will be with Cloudwater. I'm predicting it. Cloudwater Just collab. Just following the path of the bananas. Exactly. I mean, was, well, was Jay Wakefield in the bananas? No, they weren't actually but, in it. But I just don't think they're going to go back to that. I can see them doubling up with the veil, maybe, and doing another pastry style with veil. Hmm. Um, I think Monkish a little too big, but I think Cloudwater, uh, Chocolate Chip by Trillium, going to come out this summer. That's a complete guess, too. If that happens, then I'm putting the cap on. I'm Ben Stradamus. <laughs> it uh, does still say on their website that growlers are temporarily on hold. Well, maybe somebody left. Unless they did it, unless they updated, like, on Twitter or... Instagram or something and didn't do it on their website. It's possible. Somebody probably lied just to get a bunch of comments in a forum because that's Could've. what people do. I did see that they did very hazy the other day. That was pretty cool. Yep. Um, that is it for our playoff prediction segment. Uh, next, we will come into the upcoming beer events. Mo is the lead on this. He is my beer event guy. Yeah. I am getting more and more stuffed up by the cat, as you can hear. Yeah, you didn't take a pill today. Uh, I did not take a pill, uh, but... Mo is going to lead us through these beer events, and I will contribute as much as I can breathe. Cool. So first, uh, we have three to go over. First is the Newport Beer Festival. Uh, we are going to this one. This is Saturday, the 28th of April. Yeah. Uh, there's two sessions, 12 to 3 and 4 to 7. We will be at the 4 to 7. Weather pending. Yeah, weather pending. I mean, it really does have to be a nice day to yeah. really want to go out there. Exactly. Um, it's at Great Friends Meeting House. I don't know where that is. but it Sounds like some kind of... Church. Quaker meeting yeah, house. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Uh so we'll we'll probably be there, but we'll see. We've got Gray Sale, Revival, uh Crooked Current, Shades On, Stony Creek, Coddington Brewing, which we talked about, Barrel yeah. House Z, Canned Heat will all be there. I'm excited. Um so I mean some cool breweries. I mean it's a cool lineup, a couple that we're excited to try if uh, if we get out there. Yeah. The next one, not technically the next well, I guess we'll just go in chronological order. The next one is we're funked. Yeah. That's coming up. We talked about that off the air. Todd, pumped. that's your jam. Super pumped. Yeah. Um, you guys have been to this one, I'm correct? I psyched out of my mind about it. You yeah. both went. This yes. is where you found, like, the antacids on that one table, yeah, right? Right. Yeah, okay. the hero of yep. the show. Yep. Um, so Fantastic this is, venue. So this is awesome. exciting. I don't know this venue. It Boylston Shulverine, it says, in Walpole. Uh, did they change it? No, Walpole, yeah. Yeah, it was, that, Walpole it was like a German, uh, Beer house. what do we say, it was a pavilion. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, we understand now that it wasn't just the roof. With, yeah, yeah with a roof with uh, pillars holding it up. <laughs> so this is oh, Sunday, really? July 15th. There's only one session here. It is a four-hour session, 1230 to 430. Just don't go to this one, so make sure we got tickets. Yeah. <laughs> I am actually Kidding. working Let me get on my tickets first. media passes for this, oh. so... Uh, hopefully, uh, you know, Night Shift obviously puts this on. This is kind of their baby. Yeah. Um, so I it did was... reach out to them to try to get some media passes. One of my favorites. They had um, awesome, awesome beers there last time. Awesome setup, too. We had a beautiful day. Yeah. I mean, that, that really probably Food made vendors. it for us. 
Uh, sours are a lot to handle all at once, so really plan your day out accordingly. The antacids were huge. They were. Uh, that somebody had. Drink a lot of water as much as you can. Definitely. If you're going through it, and make sure you eat at least halfway through. One brewery did bring an IPA purposely yeah. to break it up. Yeah, it was uh, I mag- you Magnify. That. Magnify, Fruit okay. Juice, I believe it was called. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was really a show, show saver. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Do you, I mean, do you remember exactly or even like roundabout how many breweries were there? Um, mm, I would say 25 20. at okay, least. Okay, I was going to say 25, 30, but yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, no, I mean, it's they listed close. They listed some breweries here, but they said there's like a second wave that they're going to announce at some point. Okay. So I mean, by the looks of it, you both look like you're in the ballpark. It looked like 10 to 15 that they released for this opening uh you know gotcha. opening set uh set of breweries and then they did say there was a second set some notables uh obviously night shift will be there almanac will be there which is a very very cool salad yeah. producer allagash brewery terry i don't know if i'm saying that right okay um, but they make a lot of fruity sours burley oak uh collective brewing lic beer project springdale uh true brewing company uh, so i mean a bunch of cool ones and obviously there's going to be more to come so yeah, Stay last, tuned for that. Last year they had Lost Abbey, which was yep. a big hit. Yep. They had Barreled Souls, I want to say. The Wooden Robot was a stud yes, that, Wooden that Robot, we saw. North Carolina. Believe it or not, Sam Adams had some kind of crazy beers. I remember they had Professor Plum, which was a plum sour for them. They had a creek. Uh, Wasn't Jay Wakefield? Was Jay Wakefield? I don't remember Jay Wakefield, but uh, they, were, they did. Yeah, yeah, they were the trolls so hard. Yeah. Yeah, so Jay Wakefield said they had a lot of stunts last what year. What was the green one that you had? The, the that was Total so Hard. Oh, that was okay. Jay Wakefield, yeah. I thought I remembered you saying that Jay Wakefield was, was there, but I couldn't Fitback remember. Fitback was there. Yeah. Was as long there. as it's yeah, a nice a day, there was like a wide open spot. People were just chucking a frisbee and just, it was like so relaxed. Like there weren't, li- the only line was the line in the beginning with Lost yeah. Abbey, right? Yeah, yeah. There was one that, that everybody that wanted to go up. after. Ah, yeah. yeah. But after that, there was like, people were just hanging out. Like there was no line. You could just walk right up. Nice. Yeah, it was really cool. Yeah, so I'm excited for that one. I mean, it'd be great if we could get to go there, uh, do some research for the show. Yeah, that would be great. Uh, the next one, we got a ways to go on this one. This is IPA Fest. Ben, you brought this one up uh, last week or the week before. I think we talked about this on the radio. Yeah. Uh, it's December 15th. Right at, around the corner. Yeah, yeah, right around <laughs> the corner. At Cruiseport Main Terminal in Boston. Yeah. Uh, sponsored by Dogfish Head. I've reached out for passes for this one as well. Um, and again, Todd, I included you on both of those. Um, Thank you. you. know, being our producer of the show, huge contributor, content-wise and beer-wise. Um, yeah. You know, I'd like to... Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, this is two sessions, so I mean, I'd be up for either one. I always prefer day drinking. I prefer both, yeah. Yeah, I mean, we could go to both, too, if, if that's an option. <laughs> Just... So they're doing 12 to 3.30 and 6 to 9.30. So shout out to those guys. They have announced some breweries there. Um, but there will be more to come, I'm assuming. Yeah, so. it looked like a pretty good lineup. And Dogfish Head, when you get a, a name like that putting on an event, you get the big dogs coming out. So. Yeah, actually, that's that's going to be a great event. I'm very excited. Hopefully we get to go. And, you know, we'll, I mean, we'll see. Yeah, I mean, be on the lookout for that. Even before IPA Fest comes out, we announced uh, right Fresh on air was the uh, beer vana tickets also. Oh yeah, right. will be oh, before man. IPA fest, believe it or not. So I actually you have a lot of stuff coming that. up. <laughs> you have a lot of stuff coming up. Uh, we'll keep you posted as always in our new Facebook group NEWBD on Facebook. Join us. We'll let you in. We talk about all kinds of show topics. Post pictures of beers. 
Uh, we'll probably post our faces tonight. <laughs> um, but we'll get into everyone's favorite segment, Shelf of the Week. Uh, Mo, you brought some revelations, some grammatical notes as to what ER stands for and why, why it is Shelf oh, of the God. Week. Oh, uh, <laughs> God. Dude, I don't understand. <laughs> These radio guys, right? So Morgan, Morgan messages me on uh, that app that they made us down, whatever it's called. Group me. Yeah, group me. Yeah. Uh, so we got like a session going on with, with all those guys. He texts, he messages me out of the blue and explains to me that shelfer, the term that we use to describe yeah. our awesome finds on the shelf, uh, which makes total sense. Of course. Um, he explains to me that the, the suffix er is added to a word to designate where the noun comes from. So, like, some of the examples in the sentence were, like, villager. Yeah. A villager comes, comes from, from a, village. a village. Okay. So, initially, I thought he was, like, coming over to the dark side. So, I was like, dude, thanks for clearing up this whole shelfer thing. Because now I understand <laughs> fully, like, a shelfer would obviously be something that came from the shelf. Yeah. Perfect. I mean, it makes sense. And he's sense. like, no, 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 that's not what I was talking about. I'm talking about how you guys are dumb. And, like, he goes into, like, this big tirade about shelfer versus shelfie. So I looked up the uh, definition of the suffix I-E. And apparently it's, uh, and we, we know this, I'm sure we've used these words before. It's usually added to the end of a noun to signify, like, a term of endearment. Like, sweetie. Deary. Yeah. Hu- not honey, but, you know, that kind of connotations i was like that's really cute that you call your beers like oh well, it's my shelfie they're mostly speaking to the shelf itself right and, and like the shelf exactly yeah yeah just a term, term of endearment for the shelf for the actual so shelf yeah they don't even supportive the beer, sturdy i think yeah. honestly what we should start doing we can contribute this to the liquid lunch plate uh liquid lunch page is taking pictures of us at a liquor store in front of the shelf with our shelfer, so then we can say that we took a shelfie with our shelfer. That's actually a great idea. The Liquid ER, lunch though, page. When you said the ER, that actually that was a revelation. That a village, a villager comes from a village. Yep. And uh, that that makes the most sense. Yeah. So I mean, now it's grammatically backed up, scientifically, yep. as well as the weight that we put behind it. Exactly. Which uh, is a lot. Yeah, a lot of weight combined. Yep. Yes, a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so shelf of the week, uh, it's a beer that you get from your local liquor store when you don't have a chance to go to the brewery. We had such a great litany of beers that we talked about during our local distro update. Yep. Um, I made mention of it first. Some new ciders coming out. One of my places that I talk about all the time, Far From The Tree, it's a cidery in Salem, Massachusetts. Great place. They put out a beer. Uh, not a beer, a cider uh, called Patch. Strawberry Basil Cider. If you are into ciders in any way, shape, or form, you're going to try this stuff. 8%er. Great, great beer. Not overly sweet like you think it would be. It actually has a great basil hint. Uh, and it is uh, It's pretty good. It's that pretty sounds good. amazing. High I mean, octane stuff. I mean, they make, they make great stuff. I'm a big fan of strawberry. Yeah, and I do like cider. I don't drink cider a whole lot, but I am a fan of cider. Yeah, usually and the problem. And far from the tree ciders are really good. Usually the problem with ciders is that they are an average percentage, four and a half, five percent, and that they're super sweet. Yep. These are the opposite. They they go less sweet. They actually have a hop cider too, and they're up in the eight eight percent range. So you don't even have to drink that many, and it doesn't hurt your stomach like you're drinking a ton of margaritas or something. I like them. 
Todd, do you have a shelfer? Or are you? Are you? I saw you looking up something, looking up some facts, maybe. So I figured I'd do another shout out to my wife. She loves uh, Revolution, like anti-hero. Hi, yo, Stacy. Nice. Yeah. So um, she's also one that uh, really enjoys, which we've talked about on the show. Yeah, um, you mentioned the Revolution. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So I like Revolution. I think. Yeah. I think they do some pretty good stuff. Yeah. So that's pretty a solid. Idea. Six and a half percent. Um, I guess you don't see it essentially everywhere, but you can get it pretty. You know. Pretty easily available. Yeah. One one brewery that hasn't uh, hasn't gone into the sixteen ounce cans yet. They're still on yeah. twelve ounce cans. Yeah, them in Melvin. Right? Yeah, yeah. I, I don't get it. Gray sale too. Yeah. <laughs> just staying with tradition, I guess. Yeah, I, I guess so. Maybe they maybe just invested a lot in twelve ounce cans. Maybe they <laughs> own stock in twelve ounce cans. <laughs> well, what you got? Shall um, I picked up uh, on my trip where I picked up the tendril. I found a uh, beer from Pipeworks. Yeah. Which I heard about. I, I knew about this beer. I just never actually gotten it before. Uh, Ninja versus Unicorn. So Pipeworks is based out of Chicago, Illinois. Uh, they make a lot of cool beers. Um, a lot of them are coming to Distro now. Yeah. Um, they're actually distributed in this state by Night Shift Distributing. Really? Uh, so just a little that. fun fact, which actually makes sense now that why Barry's had Night Shift and Pipeworks. On the same so, shelf. Yep. Yeah. So now they're coming on the same truck. Uh, Ninja vs. Unicorn, 8% double IPA, awesome can art. I mean, if you're into that kind of thing, Very something cool. that's just eye-catching. It's literally a ninja fighting a unicorn. Um, so, I mean, that's pretty cool. They use five pounds of hops per barrel, which I thought was kind of cool. I don't know what the norm is. I would assume that the norm is much less than that. Um, but it's a 4.18 on untapped. You know my rule. Anything over a 4 on untapped, that's something worth trying if you haven't had it before. Especially if you can get it on a shelf. Yeah, like Pipe Parks a lot. Um, I had their Lizard King. They had that on the shelf, too. Back. I haven't had that one. Enjoyed that beer. Over five pounds of hops per barrel sounds like a beer that I had from Long Live. Uh, I forget what it's called. Some, something about power. Mm. Horsepower. Power me. Power, power me. Up. Power me horse. Overpower. Hop power. Uh, hop load. No, hop load's a uh, finish line beer. <laughs> um, congratulations to our marathon runners here in Boston. All you guys listen. I hope you listen to the show the whole way. Uh, 36 hours of show leading up, including this one. That would have made a good a good marathon. You could have made it easily. Oh, thank um, Todd, thank you very much for coming, man. Thanks for having me. We haven't got to drink all the beers we wanted to, but we will. Yeah. Mo, signing off, anything good? What do you got? Um, signing off, anything good? Uh... No, I don't wanna. I don't wanna talk about anything because nothing's finalized yet. Okay. Um, maybe next week I'll have more for you. That is true. We got a radio show coming up May second. Second. Yep. May second on nine ninety wbob.com. Check out our stuff. And then Fu Friday is Friday the fourth. Barring Friday. any scheduling conflicts. Friday the fourth. I'll be back in town for both. I believe so. We'll see. So we'll be. I'm going to Portland that next in morning. Or so. around the Fu Fridays. That's it. That's all I got, man. Uh, We'll talk to you. Go Bees. Go Celts. Go Sox. Go Pats. Uh, (laughs) uh, Draft coming up next week. Maybe we'll do a little draft segment. Yeah, that would be good. Let's do that. All right, boys. We'll talk to you next week. Later. And girls. Hi-oh. All right, welcome to episode...
Well, I gotta do an intro, alright? Yep. <laughs>